Presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghun Volin. It's Thursday. And unfortunately, it looks like COVID is rocking DC once again. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Days after Saturday's annual Gridiron Club dinner, multiple attendees of the 600-seat confab have come down with COVID, including Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, Attorney General Merrick Garland, and Representatives Adam Schiff and Joaquin Castro. By Wednesday afternoon, another high-profile attendee, Jamal Simmons, comms director and vice president Kamala Harris, revealed that he too tested positive. That test result came just a day after he shook former President Barack Obama's hand at the White House's Obamacare party, where President Joe Biden and about 200 other high-level officials got together maskless while celebrating the healthcare law. Throughout the district on Wednesday, as Katie Rogers from the New York Times writes, the possible super spreader event was seemingly all anyone could talk about. Reporters and politicians alike found themselves trading text messages about who's sat by whom, and whether so-and-so who was feeling ill got a positive test result. The entire situation, she notes, is a reminder that, quote, even as officials seek to pivot away from strict restrictions and encourage Americans to learn to live with the coronavirus, the pandemic is not over. The Gridiron Dinner isn't the only likely super spreader event piercing the This Town bubble. As Politico's Eugene Daniels, Sam Stein, and Stephen Overly reported Wednesday, quote, a number of individuals who attended a prominent antitrust conference in Brussels last week also came down with COVID. Additionally, a number of reporters who attended a going-away party for National Security Council spokesperson Emily Horn have tested positive for COVID. Going forward, there are two major questions. One, how will this affect the White House, especially the president? Biden is twice boosted, but he's demographically in a high-risk group. Even so, the 79-year-old has been out there mingling with the maskless masses at a bunch of events amid the COVID spike. Yesterday, there was the National Conference of North America's Building Trades Unions on Tuesday, the White House's Obamacare commemoration, and on Monday, a South Lawn gathering where he posed for photos with attendees. And two, will this change the plans for nerd prom? Katie Rogers aptly called this new surge the, quote, invisible party crasher. But it's yet to be determined whether this unwanted guest will close down the party completely or just dampen the mood. Politico's West Wing Playbook reported Wednesday night, when it comes to the much-anticipated White House Correspondents' Dinner, the show will go on. White House Correspondents' Association President Stephen Portnoy said that, quote, The organization developed guidelines months ago in preparation for a more complicated-than-normal dinner. All attendees will have to show proof of a negative test the day of the event. There's no vaccine mandate, but the WHCA has previously said that the vast majority of its members are vaccinated and boosted, reducing the likelihood that contracting the virus would put many of these individuals at risk for serious illness. It's worth noting that the WHCA isn't alone in refusing to call it quits. Talent agency CAA is putting on an exclusive party on a hotel rooftop near Logan Circle, while MSNBC and CNN are both still planning yet-to-be-announced parties. Politico is hosting several events, including the annual brunch at the home of founder Robert Albritton that will require vaccines and boosters for entry. I'm just going to assume that my invite got lost. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will receive the president's daily brief. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 1 p.m. The House will meet at 9 a.m. The Administration Committee will hold a hearing on stock trading reforms for members of Congress at 9.10. Speaker Nancy Pelosi will hold her weekly press conference at 10.45 a.m. The Senate is in today. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Joint Chiefs of Staff Chair General Mark Milley will be among those testifying before the Armed Services Committee at 9.30 a.m. 
And if all goes in the Senate as planned, Biden's SCOTUS nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson will be confirmed to the high court before your afternoon coffee. Expect an 11 a.m. cloture vote, followed by final confirmation around 1.45. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghumanavall and have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. The federal minimum wage has been stuck at $7.25 an hour since 2009. In the same time, food and beverage costs have increased 18 percent, transportation costs up 16 percent, housing costs up 23 percent, and medical costs up 32 percent. In 2018, Amazon introduced a starting wage of at least $15 an hour for all U.S. employees. A new, independent study found that Amazon's wage increase produced a 2.6% increase in the average hourly wage among other employers in the same market. Learn more at aboutamazon.com slash 15.